You're listening to the Shantyman Podcast, a conversation designed to help those recovering from religion find true faith in the Creator. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Victor Summers here with the Shantyman Podcast. Good to be with you today. I got another special guest with me today, my uh, cohort uh, partner Sam Rushton is incognito. He's on a bit of a hiatus, getting finished up with his schooling and raising children and all of that good stuff. So we're uh, we're looking for other interesting folks to have on, and I got a good one today. And I'm not just saying that because he's kin. Daniel, good to have you. Welcome. Pull that mic right in. Thanks, buddy. All right. I'm excited to be here. It's an In- honor. Introduce yourself to the millions of people listening. To all the viewers, to everyone at home listening. Yep. This is going to be a good one. No. <laughs> um, Just prepare yourself. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm a 20, 22, almost 23-year-old young man. Um, just just finishing up my, my last year of study at UMB. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I can't really say that I'm, I'm a soccer star anymore. Um, I, I was I was going to bring that up because I know you're too way too modest. I mean, way too modest. Now Daniel, da- this is Daniel Walker. He's joining me, and he is my nephew. He's my sister's boy, favorite nephew. Uh, well, yeah, I'm the favorite. I, yeah, guys, I, I don't know the other one very well. No, just kidding. <laughs> He's five. I love yeah. I love Arlo too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Daniel's kind of a big deal in the uh, maritime soccer world. I like to think I am. <laughs> I like to I like to think whether makes, you are or whether you're I not. am or I'm not absolutely as long as I think it maybe it's true. Well, let's go over that because I I mean Daniel let's let's be honest you, you haven't you haven't been a big part of my life nor no nor yours mine whatever right. um but uh, but I love you and and we're so proud of you thank you because you're means so you're just, much you're just a great uh, great young lad and, and you know watch of course watch Daniel grow up and. And so on. I mean, he is, he is family. Right. But you that get in, you get into soccer early, early. Which, which I guess you have to do if you're going to, if you're going to try anything. and be good. Yeah, no, I was, I was probably, geez, five years old, I think is the earliest memory I have of my family sticking me on a field, mm-hmm. running around like a demon, trying would to it, get all that energy out. Would it, yeah, oh, like you did too. Oh, oh crazy. My goodness, you were. Yeah, I was a little demon, you were man. Hyper. A little bald headed demon. Would this have been Tim like Timbits? Yeah, it would have been Tim it would have been Timbits. Okay. It would have been exactly Timbits. Yeah. A little small field, five kids, half of them picking flowers, the other half. <laughs> screaming at each other running around like crazy just a clump a, a cl- clump clump of of fluorescent flesh <laughs> yeah you know, little shorts and jerseys yeah, yeah. going no. up and down the field we had gold jerseys i remember and yeah it was it was probably just a way for them to get me out of the house mm-hmm. and just get some energy out because they just couldn't handle right. me yeah but w- oh, so would you remember what what kind of young lad were you? You weren't picking daisies. I wasn't picking daisies. You? I was I was probably. You see, I can't really remember. I can't remember all that much when I was really young. Playing, mm-hmm. but I think that I like to think that I was just the kid that just went crazy, just ran constantly, mm-hmm. just never really stopped going. Always wanted to win. Right. 
and I was I don't think I was ever a daisy picker. I think I was a win. I think I was a wannabe winner. I was a I was a trier. I have always loved sports. Like, right. Geez, growing up playing hockey and playing soccer and just running around. I always loved to just mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. go, go, go. And yeah, I guess I guess from just that early age, I just wanted to play sports and I wanted to be good at sports. I didn't ever mm-hmm. really want to be just an average. Right. I hated the idea, especially when I started to kind of realize what average was. Right. Like 11 years old or whatever, when I was playing division one, like kind of bottom tier, I was like, this, this isn't for me. Like I kind of want to be a little bit more than what these other regular kids are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it all started. Like, I think it started with that. And then I just kind of was actually pretty good at the sport. Mm-hmm. So it helped a little bit, but I think just my drive and ambition to be more right and to be better was yeah. kind of what propelled me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I played, I played soccer in school. So soccer was around. I mean, I didn't, I didn't start until like, I, I was not like you. Of course we didn't have the leagues back then. No. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't do soccer until, no. you know, maybe some poor gym teacher at your school <laughs> decided, let's teach the kids a, exactly. a, a new, this new, this new game. This new age game. <laughs> no, yeah, there was, there was so we really didn't have, nothing. So we didn't even have the chance. But you kind of, you kind of hit it at its, at its peak, right? Because it, it, there seemed to be, and maybe it wasn't everywhere. You, you grew up mostly in Fredericton. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was just a small town thing, but maybe it was always big in the, in the big cities. In the big cities. Yeah, I mean... In Fredericton, it was kind of, I actually, you're right in saying that I kind of hit it at the perfect time because mm-hmm. in grade three, we moved to Halifax and that's where it really started to right, kick off. Right, right, right. You were, you were there with us. Yeah, yeah. It really started to kick off because I got there and these kids were just always playing on the, mm-hmm. on the gravel outside on the fields constantly. And that's where I first started to be like, okay, like this is pretty fun. Like mm-hmm. I could probably be pretty good at this. And when I got back to Fredericton, it was like just on the uprise. More programs were coming out, more funding, mm-hmm. more coaches. And I think tying into that was the university's sort of success mm-hmm. also. Because you can't really, especially in the Maritimes, you can't really develop a sport if you don't have kind of that thing to look up to. And mm-hmm. in, in the Maritimes, it's always hockey, right? You always have, you know, like the St. John Sea Dogs or different programs like that that are in the QMJ or mm-hmm. at an elite level that you can look up to and be like, yeah, I want to be like that. Right. And right. in, and in Fredericton and in Halifax, it was starting to really take off. And, and I remember even when I was like 13, 14 years old, I was like, geez, I want to, I want to be a UMB soccer player. That's what I want to do. I want to be like mm-hmm. one of them because mm-hmm. I had been coached by them for years. Right. They oh, would come, okay. they would come and like mentorship, mentorship. Yeah. Exactly. And I looked up to these guys as, you know, these big time soccer players. And I always just thought like, wow, like they just have, they just have something special. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to kind of be that. Was there, was there a time when you had to choose? You, you mentioned, cause I, I had forgotten you, yeah. you were pretty big in hockey too. There was it, you know, it crazy because I remember this day, like it was yesterday. I go to my father and I say, dad, I want to keep playing hockey. I want to be a goalie but I also love soccer. Mm. What should I do? And he basically said, 
well, we can't really afford the pads <laughs> because they're thousands of dollars. So maybe let's stick to the sport where you buy $15 shin pads, $20 right. cleats, stick you on the field and away you right. go. All you need is some grass and some daisies. Exactly. You don't need thousands of dollars worth of gear. Right. right. And I mean, he liked it because he was also my coach for hockey for a long time. So I'm sure he was kind of sad to see me migrate to a different sport yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. but See, I, I, ultimately I'd, the best decision. I forgot that too, that your dad was, was a... He was my coach for a yeah. while, yeah. And and a, a very good uh, hockey player. He was really good. Yeah. He's, he's very modest about it too. Right. He always tells the story about how he was too scared to go to tryouts at SMU, but oh. he but he could have made it. He was he was, he was was pretty talented in, in a lot of those areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe that's where I got a little bit of something, something from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, and then... And then, I mean, listener can't can't really uh, appreciate this, but you you got the height too. I'm pretty tall, which I, which I come to understand is kind of important in soccer. It it can be. <laughs> and see, that's it's where an I, asset. That, that's where I had no chance at all. <laughs> but yeah. you know, the like best soccer player in the world, Leo Messi, five six. Oh, is he five? five he's small oh, well, man, yeah. small, just so quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I sprouted up probably. And I actually didn't even grow until around like my first year of university. I yeah. grew six inches that that summer or wow. that year or whatever. Gee. And that's kind of like, so my second, third, Gee, fourth, fifth your year. your legs pain? <laughs> they still, Victor, I yeah. swear I was getting leg pains the other night. Oh, really? I swear. You're still growing. I think so. Nice. Sad to say. Six, yeah. five is probably the goal. Do we have a Clifford problem here? I someone, think so. I think I might prayed. infinitely grow until I just <laughs> blow up. I'll Cl- be six foot nine. Clifford the big red dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you, six, four? Six, four. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe six, four in a little bit. I haven't, I haven't gotten well, yeah, on Grandpa's wall in a little bit. If you're still, if you're still growing. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. it could be something very major. It could also be a thyroid, a issue. thyroid issue, cancer or something. Right. Yeah. Maybe. You end up with one giant hand. <laughs> I could be an wouldn't, alien. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it would. You mentioned your grandfather's wall that was that in. Yeah. He keeps everyone's yeah. height on the, we're going to have to, we're going to have to take that door frame with 100%. us. If the, if they end up goes. selling it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a special memory. I remember every, every Christmas when, because obviously living in Fredericton or living in Halifax, the only times we'd really get down to the Mamershie was over mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we'd go and every every Christmas he'd line us up, me and Des and Trenton and mm-hmm. or my cousin and my sister. And uh, yeah, he'd measure us and I just, you can see just sprouting, 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 sprouting all the way to the top of the, <laughs> you barely fit through the door frame you now. T- you took off on us. I took off. <laughs> left us all in the, in in the, the dust. dust. Yeah. Those were good times too. Great uh, times. Uh, Mom and Dad had a big old century home, and you guys would come home. and And what I remember mostly is the uh, please say what the, I think you're going to say the Nerf. Yes, sir. The Nerf battles. The Nerf wars. We get into that. Two v two. Yes. Yeah. Family against family. Yeah. Yep. Well, father, father, son. Father, son. Yeah. Father, son. Epic. Yeah. First one to cry loses. Yeah. yeah. We turn. We turn all the lights off. Or t- d- we had very strategic uh, lighting. Let yeah, me, let me say that there was dark spots. There was light dark spots. in all the right places. Yeah, and I I remember going through that back hallway where you got like the the two bedrooms and then the bathroom, going down that hallway just scared out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. like it was special ops. It was it was silent. <laughs> 
you could hear your own breath. Like it was just crazy. <laughs> and then you turn the corner and you're pop, 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 getting yeah. just destroyed by someone. Those were some of those are honestly some of my favorite Christmas memories. Yeah, yeah. And then when Vaden came, my other uncle, he came and we we uh we emptied out the church and we had that right. that catastrophe in yeah. there. Victory Baptist Fellowship for one year. Yeah. And it it was only just that one year, wasn't it? It was only one. It one be, and done. It became host to our our annual yeah. summers family nerf war and uh how did that go down again so we were in the auditorium let's do a play-by-play for everyone that's that's listening here we were we were we had the whole church to ourselves obviously in the auditorium someone was hiding over by the piano or the the, it was in dad's office beside the piano and and who was it that did the did the big slide across the auditorium oh geez it was probably matt it was Matt. It was probably Matt okay. him doing something crazy. And I think Vaden was over there. Yeah. And he slid across to, to get the to yeah. get the shot. He was down on one hip and slid into I almost the, don't even remember that. Slid into the into the donated uh piano yeah. stool. Yeah. <laughs> Million year old piano stool. Well yeah. And that had someone's name on it in memory of. Yeah, exactly. No respect to it. Just obliterated it. Yeah, that was the best because it was so big and there were so many nooks and crannies. Like you go downstairs of this yeah. church and there's bathrooms and little nursery rooms and whatever. Yeah. And you just weren't safe, man. No. no matter where you went, you weren't safe. Whole other level. Whole other level. We got to get back. War. We got to get back to that. 100%. We need, we need to have another I'm willing to war. put in thousands of dollars to buy Nerf, <laughs> Nerf guns and bullets to, to have that again. Oh, that was so fun. We had the little vest too that signified, you know, like the different yes, point yeah, system. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Really good times. This year? Absolutely. I'm so, I'm so ready. Yeah. I've been practicing for Shirt, years. Shirts and skins. Shirts and skins only. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, so where, so you, uh, you, you, your soccer career continued on and you, and you did actually fulfill the dream. I, I, right? in, in a lot tell, of ways. Tell me about that. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, I actually did fulfill the dream that I kind of had and it kind of all started when I was around 15 years old and I, I made it to I ma- I made the selection for this team Atlantic team. They hosted provincial championships every year in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and PEI would Newfoundland would all get together and then these group of coaches would select one team to go represent the Atlantic provinces at nationals because usually you you'd just send the winner of the provincial championships and they'd get destroyed because mm-hmm. Quebec and Ontario and all those places have so much funding. It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. So we sent one team and that's kind of where I kind of was like, "Oh shoot, like I could I could maybe play for a university team and I think I could maybe be successful at it because those experiences when you know when it's a, a bigger stage like it's it's not it's going from you know just your parents watching to you know you actually have some university scouts watching your games and you have mm. some fans coming out and it was like bright lights and mm-hmm. pressures on and kind of thing and that's when I just get got addicted to it I just got addicted to the to the moment to the pressure to the to be in the one to score the goal and to, you know, mm-hmm. like do all that stuff. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, from then it was just an addiction. And I just continued to just kind of work as hard as I could because I was never, I was never the biggest. I was pretty fast, but I was never the biggest, but I was always just the hardest worker, the most intense, mm-hmm. the most willing to want, like to do anything to win. Mm-hmm. And it really helped me. And, and then I, yeah, I got I, I I I grew a good relationship with the head coach at the time, Miles Pinson. 
and he took a good interest in me and he saw great potential in me. And I remember when I was in grade 12, I emailed one of my super good friends now, who's also the, also now the head coach of the program, Barry Morrison. I remember I emailed him and I was like, look, man, like I want to play for UMB. Like I want, I want what I look up, looked up to when I was 15. Mm -hmm. I want, I want to do that. And he said, all right, man, like we'll put in the work this summer. You send Miles an email and we'll go from there. And I remember when Miles sent me the email that said, I want you to sign this letter of intent that's saying that's saying you're coming to this school and you won't go to any other school, basically signing a contract to play. It was probably one of the happiest days of my life Jeepers. to that moment. And it, it seems to people listening, it seems kind of like it's nothing like, yeah, you're just signing to a university program. But it was a little bit it was a little bit more to me than oh, that. It yeah. was a little it was a little bit more like sentimental. It was more like I put in this work. People always said and it's super cliche to say, but people always said I could never do it. I, was, right. I, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. I was too this. I was too that. Grew up in the wrong city, wrong Grew up province. in the wrong city, didn't yeah. have the resources, didn't have all this stuff. And, and I just remember when I got that, got that email, I was like, oh, this is, this mm. is good. This is mm -hmm. what I wanted, and this is what I worked towards, and here we go. Let's yeah. start the next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So you started playing college, university? University, yeah. yeah. And... And I mean, when I got in there, it was actually the perfect time for me to get in there in a way because I wasn't quite there when I got like good enough. I mean, when I first got there, UMB was three time back to back AUS finalists, mm. Atlantic University, Atlantic University sport finalists. They were making the playoffs. They were going to nationals, being successful. And they had a good team. Like all these guys were 25, 26. And I'm. 17 years old going into my first Gee. year right I'm yeah, small yeah. I'm, I'm not as big as I am now and mm -hmm. all these guys are experienced they had played semi-pro in England and semi-pro in Scotland and mm. they're good like it was probably the best the league's ever been when I got there my first year so I didn't play too much I got I got minutes when I could I sat in the stands a lot and watched the boys because that's kind of what I signed up for because mm. I remember it's funny I remember when I got in to training camp miles my coach sat me down and was like look man we're a good team we have a lot of good players you're also a good player but you're not good enough yet right and that's kind of a common theme i was told for a long long time growing up you're not good enough yet but in three years mind you you can only play five <laughs> years of university soccer said in right. three years you might be Gee. able to crack the lineup daniel and and I, I accepted that because I was so happy to be a part of the program mm -hmm. and I was so happy to have made it, quote unquote, made it yes. to where I wanted to be. Yeah. But I never really accepted it also. No. <laughs> I never really accepted that. I was like, mm, maybe I can prove you wrong a little bit. Sure. So I worked hard, man. I worked summer after summer with my coach and with my team and I just grew as a player. And in my third year, this is actually kind of a crazy story too. And it all worked out perfectly for me mm -hmm. because in my third year, they had recruited, recruited this, um, this player from Quebec who was supposed to be the creme de la creme, but like one of the best players to ever come to UMB, huge signing, mm. all this different stuff. He blows out his ACL oh. a week or two before preseason starts. So now we're scrambling to find a position for, he was a right winger. I was in and out of the right and left wing up top. 
always an attacking player, loved to score goals. Mm -hmm. Had he not gotten injured and had I not earned my spot over the guys that were already on the team, this would be a completely different story and I wouldn't have been Mm -hmm. as successful as I was. Mm -hmm. And so he got injured and I earned, I earned my spot. I, I sat on the bench for, for a couple games. Then I got in against the top team in the nation. They had just won the national championship the year before we were playing them at home. Mm. I, I come into the game in like the 30th minute and I get an assist on basically my first play. (laughs) I head the ball across the box. One of the guys taps it in tie the game at 1-1 it ended up staying 1-1 so we tied the game and from then on I was I was I was it I was in I was the mm-hmm. starter I was the right winger I was in the starting lineup I wasn't my position wasn't gone as long as I could perform right and from then and didn't, on and didn't blow out and your didn't ACL. blow out my ACL I didn't screw it up <laughs> didn't completely embarrass myself but from then it was and there's only thir- there's only 12 games in our regular season okay. when in the United States and all these different other places even Ontario and Quebec they have 16 17 18 22 games in a mm-hmm. season right so mm-hmm. you only have a certain amount of time to get to the top six to make playoffs and to you know make your mark on the league sure and I went so that was three games in when I when I got into that game and I went the next nine games scoring in every single game or assisting in every single game and ended up second in the league in probably arguably one of the the most competitive times that this Mm. that the AUS was was going on right and I ended up second in scoring second overall in points I was a I was a second team uh Atlanta University University sport all-star I'm butchering that that name (laughs) I was an all-star that year and man the feeling yeah yeah this the, the feeling that you get when you score that goal, and I know it's it's a university sport in Canada, a soccer program. There's maybe 300, 400 people in the stands if we're lucky. Sure, yeah. But to hear them actually cheering for you, yes, and yeah, actually yeah. excited that yeah. you scored, and not just inve- like not just having personal investment, like it's not just my mom in the stands or yeah. my grandmother screaming and freaking out that I scored, right. but it was like people that watch our season close and mm-hmm. follow the papers and look at who the new signings are and all this stuff. And I just got addicted, man. And yeah. I just wanted to continue to chase that feeling for as long as I could. Yeah. And that season wraps up. We, we, uh, made it to the AOS final. We lost the final, but we go to nationals. <laughs> I could go on, I could go on and on, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get close to the point here. We're in the national quarterfinals. So there's six teams that make it, or eight teams that make it to nationals. So there's two okay. from the Atlantic provinces, and then there's one from each other province. So one from Ontario, one from Quebec, one from BC, and so on. Okay. And skipped a few there in the middle, but skipped yeah. a few. I I don't know my geography <laughs> in my in my places that well. On Quebec, Ontario, Quebec, Ontario, BC. Uh, yeah, Vancouver, <laughs> yeah, and. Um, yeah, 88th minute against the number one ranked team in the country at the time, in the whole country. They were projected to win it all. It was the 88th minute. They were butchering us. And when I mean butchering, I mean butchering. What the, I mean, the score doesn't always reflect The score reflect doesn't always that. reflect, but right. possession okay. was probably, they had the ball 90% of the game. We had it 10%. You were back on your heels. We were on our heels. Yeah. They had 
40 shots on net. Like they were just completely obliterating us. Mm. And I get a breakaway in the 83rd minute of the game. I score this goal, Vic. I look up in the stands and there's only three people cheering for our team. And it's three <laughs> of our suspended players that oh, couldn't no. play. <laughs> but the euphoria and the, and the, just the excitement and mm. I, I don't even know how to describe it almost right. it was just insane yeah we ended up losing the game 2-1 in overtime uh, but just that feeling was all that I had worked for yeah, yeah. it was it was the, the we should have won the game a couple of people made a couple of mistakes I won't name any names but we should have won that you gotta game be careful they'll I gotta probably, be they'll I gotta be careful because I'm gonna podcast. put this out there and That's Matt right. Boehm if you're watching <laughs> You got to watch your back post, man, because you lost us that freaking game and you know it. You did call him I out. Called, I called him out, Matt. I'm sorry, buddy. I hope you're listening, man, but you watch blew it. Watch your back post. I don't even know what that means. but <laughs> No, dude, not many people will, but there's two posts. Post. He didn't have his back post. There was a guy running in. Mm. Anyway, we should have won that game, but it was just that. it was just that time when I was the one to, you know... How how much how much and and um you know don't, you don't don't overshare if this, if this isn't the case then just say so don't don't do it just to you know toot your own horn just to just to toot the horn but how much of your success can you attribute to the nerf battles we had at Grammys over Christmas one hundred percent of it the competitive edge that I gained from wanting right? to shoot a nerf gun between my uncle's eyes right I I'm, completely I'm gonna take some credit took me that. over I'm gonna take some credit for absolutely. that absolutely making you cry while making I me while I hit you with the nerf <laughs> that big nerf cannon that yeah. Trenton got do, 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 do. and that was not it was not fair either because. We had $20 guns and Victor bought his son a $100 <laughs> bazooka. That's all we bought for Christmas for it like was Nerf three, three years in a row. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel, yeah. and listen, I, I again, I wasn't at your games always, or, but your mom was <sighs> so into it. And Matt, I couldn't, and Matt too, your, your stepdad too, right? Yeah, yeah I couldn't. Huge. I really couldn't have asked for more supportive parents mm -hmm. through the hard times through the good times they didn't miss a game sorry to my sister desiree they were watching my game during your graduation <laughs> i apologize they weren't watching you the whole time i bet that's a sore spot that how it's how, a sore spot des i'm how often so does sorry that come up at home often <laughs> yeah i bring it up often no no but no th those two are yeah, like and, and listen i mean your your dad you know, oh. picked picked the cheaper one, but the but, right one. But but yeah, potentially. But, and, but so soccer's not easy either. No, it it's right. It, no, it's not. Any, anybody People. anybody that has a child, anybody listening that has a child in any kind of competitive sport, and soccer's huge. It's it's soccer's the biggest sport in the, the biggest world. Sport in the world. Maybe not in Canada, but it's growing in Canada. But right in the world for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's super exciting. And, and uh, yeah, I lived I lived your uh, soccer career through. Through post, mom's text post from your mom. Yeah, no, I words can't explain, you know, kind of what the two of them have done done for me to, to yeah, get me yeah. there for sure. Yeah. I can't yeah. even describe it. That's good. So where are you where are you currently in your career? So now I am I'm a retired university athlete. I I had a good career. It was a two time two time conference all star. I was a I was an AUS champion. We made it to the national final in my first year, so I'm a mm. I'm a national silver medalist. We unfortunately lost that game. I watched from the stands cheering the boys on. Mm -hmm. um, 
but no, I'm, I'm currently retired and I'm, I've always for the past kind of two years had this idea of Australia. Okay. For whatever reason, Australia, cause a bunch of my boys, when they kind of were done, they went out to Australia and they had successful semi-pro careers where okay. they made a little bit of coin and they had, they played some good soccer out there. Okay. Um, and I think that that might so be my a, next there's step. A, there's a life after. There's a life university. after university soccer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I have some connections with some coaches down there potentially. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think I can, I don't even think that I'm in my physical prime yet. Right. To be honest, like yeah. I really only started to hit my stride when I was 19, mm-hmm. 20 mm-hmm. and I'm only just starting to put on some weight and yeah. you know, like, fill out my frame a little bit. So I don't think, I don't think I'm done yet, but, but I think that might be the next step, something like that. And now that. you, uh, you're, you're still finishing up your degree. Yeah. You're still a UNB. I just have one year left or whatever that, whatever that looks like during COVID. COVID. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. The, the online teams meetings and online, this online, that is actually pretty wild, but the mm-hmm. teachers are actually doing a pretty good job of, of managing it. They understand that it's unprecedented times and, Right. They're pretty lenient with a lot of things, but is your team playing soccer? No, they're not. The, not really. They canceled they canceled their season. Um and now that I've actually heard that they've canceled all seasons basically through the winter and everything, so I don't think hockey will get to play. Mm. Um basketball and volleyball I'm not too sure, but but yeah, so it's actually crazy because in our la- in in last year we we made it to the playoffs, the conference championships and whatever and some of those guys that had a y- another year left we're like, geez, okay, like we still have next year. Mm-hmm. But then next year rolls around and they're like, right. okay, well, what do I do now? Uh, now I'm done school and yeah. there's no more soccer. So they're kind of like beating themselves up because they're like, maybe I should have put more into that game. Right. Not knowing, you know, that there's not going to be another opportunity. So yeah. it's kind, it's actually pretty, it's pretty sad for a lot of university athletes out there. I know that in the States they're playing all these sports. They don't really follow the rules that we're following no, in Canada, but no. it's actually pretty, pretty heartbreaking for a lot of these guys that might not get to, you That's know, finish it out. Yeah. It's but pretty, Patty, it's pretty Patty tough. Quinn and Jerry green, they, they record their uh, podcast here, the run. Yeah. And I, I was with them when they were recording the other night and they were talking about, um, the, the hockey, mm. um, season, the local hockey season and how it's just in turmoil right now and trying yeah. to keep, trying to keep the team separated, trying to keep the, the players playing yeah but right but with new restrictions or right and these yeah. guys that have i mean have worked like you like you have with your soccer career have yeah. worked their entire you know career for shame. for one shot at right. at, a, at a national level game or right. whatever and, and to kind of miss out on that to not have you know the the looks yeah from, from the coaches the, or the coaches or, or scouts, scouts. Um, it's really unfortunate. It's a, it's, it's don't a real, shame. you don't realize that when you're not in the sport. No, I, I mean, game you, you kind of just, you don't really think, yeah, you don't really think about these kids, no. you know, that put in all this time, like had I put in all that time or whatever and never, and you know, COVID happened or whatever, like I'd mm-hmm. be devastated. And mm-hmm. a lot of those guys, it's, it's tough. You know, they put in so much work, they put in so much time and you know, it's, it's unprecedented times, man. You can, yeah, that's like, crazy. Yeah, I guess nothing. So safe. how are you? How are you coping? Not to get too deep on this. I mean, it's it's a great story, oh, we'll go deep. Daniel, and uh, and I love hearing you tell it um, because it's just so fresh with you still, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, <laughs> but we, a couple of months ago, my well, it was it was probably a little over a year now. 
um, my cousin was home and he happened to have the uh, a VHS copy of our 19 it would have been 1990 NSER volleyball <laughs> provincial finals no way and you so, were a volleyball player yes you're kidding Daniel come on I didn't know that come on jeez just look at me yeah, yeah you're built for it <laughs> little setter for sure oh yeah that was set yeah. yeah but I still I, I had a vertical yeah 33, 33 inch vertical I could I could no way yeah I could dunk a, a volleyball on a 10 foot net yes off two feet come on viewers at home I don't know if we believe this <laughs> I don't know if I can believe Watch that. Watch the tape. No, so <laughs> so after church, after church one day we all went back to his place and and put it on, That's and awesome. uh, my bassist uh, Jason Dixon, uh, he was sitting there, a friend of ours, and he was singing "Glory Days" as as Stephen and I watched this video, because it was you know it was just crazy to just, just nostalgia, to yeah, nostalgia. That's and it amazing. was so it was so slow. Was it? Oh, so <laughs> how old were you? It's how things were. In, well, it was it was. Our, uh, it was my um, a grade 12 year. Oh, wow. So it oh, been, okay. It would have been. Yeah. Jeez. It would have been 91. Yeah, you'd have been yeah. 16. Yep. 16, 17. Wow. Yeah. That's but awesome. It, but, it, it, you know, you build it up in your head. Oh, of course. Yeah. It was so slow. The volleyball <laughs> was so slow. <laughs> but, but in, we, the, mo- in but, the moment, that's the, that's, the, that's the world championships. Yeah, but we won. Did you? Well, yes. You have the medal. Okay, NS, yeah. NS, the best setter in the world. NSER. Absolutely. Anyway, but it's it's fresh with you, right? Yeah, it so is. So it's... Yeah. Uh, so what I wanted to ask was, I mean, you, you put all of this time and energy and years and years and years and your parents and money and yeah. traveling and everything else. What's the, I mean, there must be a, a bit of a kind of a, not a letdown, but you know what I mean? Like oh, 100%. You, you, you hit that pinnacle, you have all these, and then it's like, well, what do I do now? Or yeah. who, who am I? Who, oh, right. Victor, are you de- so, are I'm you so glad with, you just said that. Are you dealing who am with I? that? It's, it's something that I don't know if enough people understand or think about, but the mental health of university athletes is something that needs to be taken a little bit more seriously in my eyes. Really? Yeah. Because you build this identity mm-hmm. over five years playing a sport with, you know, your little fan base and your community and your school and whatever. You build this identity. Sure. And as soon as it was over for me, so right around when... When COVID, when COVID first broke out in Canada and they had started the lockdown, it was around March, right after March break. Mm-hmm. We just got back from Bermuda and and, uh, and we were in lockdown. And that's when it started to hit me. It was like, you know, I was Dan Walker. Mm-hmm. I was Dan Walker, the soccer player for UNB. Right. And when March hit and I was done my career, it was like, now who am I? Right. It was, re- it was really a difficult adjustment for me to go from this is who I was this is who I've always been mm-hmm. now who am I who yeah. really am I who really am I in this w- real world it's not just right. fantasy it's not just yeah. university where you're partying and hanging out with your boys all the time and right. playing your sport that you love and doing yeah. all these things it's like okay now I have to get real and I have to understand mm-hmm. kind of who I am who I want to be what kind of person I want to be. And it was a huge adjustment for me. And I'm still kind of in the process of figuring that out. Obviously I don't have all the answers. No. And and I'm cool with that, but you really build this identity. And as soon as it's taken away from you in a way, it's like, 
shit mm-hmm. like i need to fi- i need to figure this out and i need to figure out who i am beyond the field or who i am beyond the rank or whatever right so it's been an adjustment for me it's been like a it's been a wake up call that i have to you know kind of remove myself a little bit from who i was and now i have to reinvent myself in a way right. and figure out kind of what i value and what i want in myself and what i want in my career and in my family and in my relationships and all this different stuff and mm-hmm. It's been, it's, it's been, it's been a process. It's been a learning process, but are you on, getting, are you getting some help with that? Not really. No, I haven't reached out to anyone for help on it, mm-hmm. but blessings come in all sorts of ways. <laughs> yeah. Blessings come yeah, yeah. in all sorts of ways. And I think that, I think that you in a lot of ways is a huge blessing for me mm-hmm. coming back to Miramichi living with my family, being around my grandparents again and my mm-hmm. cousins, my mm-hmm. uncles, my aunts is is really special and I think that's kind of the thing that I needed to kind of plant the seeds of who I, of who now is the new mm-hmm. me that I want to be in a way. Sure. Yeah. And it, it's super deep and super cliché to say, but it's true and and I've been dealing with a lot of stuff internally like the like thinking about who I want to be and stuff like I've just kind of like kept it all to myself and I'm trying to figure out on my own but I think that the more that I can reach out to people like you and to my mom and to my Mm -hmm. dad and to Matt and my sister and my family I think I think I can really you know kind of start to establish good roots of you know what the man the man I want to be yeah 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 that's the word I had in my in my mind too roots roots right because you guys I mean you guys never and and for the listeners I mean you guys never lived here but I mean Mm. both both your your mom and your dad are born and raised born and raised right so but you never up until recently you never lived here which is which is weird it is weird I, sure. I mean, nobody nobody ever moves away from here. No, right? You kind of you're stuck. <laughs> I moved away three times. And I keep coming. You just keep back. coming back. You just can't get enough of it. No, and it's true. Like, I was always a Fredericton City boy. I never, you know, I never really, I never thought about it because I was so naive to it. I think mm-hmm. I was just so young and I was so caught up in what I was doing. I was, I was a so- I was a soccer player. That's what mm-hmm. I was, and I I never really thought about life after that. Right. And I think it's really special that, and it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's really special. Did that you I've did you make some mistakes? Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead no, no, no. You can, no, ask because I don't. Did, did you make some mistakes in in doing that? Like, if you had to do it again, is, is there any way to to avoid what you're going through right now, or do you think it's just a product of of high level, you know, whether it's high level athletics or high level, you know, I'm thinking someone who's in the, who's in the arts and right. and you know, and for whatever reason the career ends or the opportunity yeah. ends. Like, it, there's so many. Um, avenues of of extreme, and I've never been extreme in anything, so I, I don't. I really don't. I don't get it. Right. Um, you know, I, I understand. You know, the search for identity. I, I get that, but I've never been extreme into something that I've necessarily attached my identity right. to. But there's all kinds of opportunities to do that yeah. in life, right? Yeah. Do you think that you could have avoided that? It was or is it just I a I think I probably could have. I think I probably could have avoided it because I feel like I didn't care about anything else. Right. The only thing I cared about was playing soccer mm-hmm. and doing what I was doing. I never took the retrospective thoughts and been like 
there's got to be there's going to be more after this when i'm done this i don't mm-hmm. know what i'm going to do so let's start to figure it out when i you know in my first second third fourth fifth year not right. when i'm in my fifth year and now i'm done right right yeah so i think it absolutely could have been avoided i think i just i think i just attached too much of myself to being this soccer player and being who i was and mm-hmm. doing what i was doing and i think that if i would have just taken taken more of a step back from that life and been like there's more mm-hmm. to life mm-hmm. and been like who do i want to be after this i think i could have avoided a lot of this process but then again everything happens for a reason i believe and mm-hmm. i think that covid and quarantine and all of this stuff that i kind of went through all at once i also got got out of a really good really good relationship that i was in i broke up with my girlfriend and it was kind of my first love kind of thing. And I was mm. like, Oh geez, like I attached a little bit of my identity to that relationship. And sure. I think it all kind of happened all at once. And it was a little bit overwhelming mm-hmm. at times, but I think in retrospect, I should have, I shouldn't have involved myself so much into that identity. Mm-hmm. I think I should have taken myself out and thought about different avenues of, you know, kind of where I wanted to be in the future. Right. And I think that's kind of where I'm at now is, where I, where I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a cautionary tale to anyone that's listening totally. to, right? Totally. Because we we have, you know, we we have people that are listening that may be starting down this road, we may have someone that different different spots on on this uh, on that journey. We may have parents listening that, you know, because the I've kids. seen I've seen this before where and, and I know your parents weren't really like that. Like I I didn't see that in them. I've I've seen like whether it's hockey parents that they just become oh, obsessed along with their 100%. child, right? And you yeah. and you had at least I I believe you did. And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, uh, I can I can you know, course correct my sister too right. over the podcast Absolutely. here too. But I really didn't see that from them. No, yeah, it's they seem to be a bit more balanced in it. They were a bit more whether balanced. you listened or not. Yeah, no, yeah, whether I listened or not, exactly. I always I always got the message from my parents. Because I think that they took the regrets that they might have, especially my dad. I think they took the regrets they had when they were younger and really instilled them in me and my sister. Mm -hmm. And were like, you can do whatever you want to do. Yes, You can live whatever life you want to live just as long as you're following the path, staying true to yourself Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, like doing what you want to do. And I mean, mind you. My mom really loved to watch my soccer games. Yes, she, did. she really wanted me yeah. to be successful. She still really wants me to keep playing and all this stuff. But there was never pressure. No. There was never, yeah, there was pressure to, you know, be the best I can be. Sure. But that's in everything, right? Like it's in school, it's in your relationships, you're in your family and yes. work. Like always be the best that you can be. But there was never any pressure like, oh, you got to make it, man, or else right. you're screwed. Like you yeah. got to be successful in this and yeah. only this. They were Gonna always buy me open. a house. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember my grandmother, don't know how old I was, 14, 15, I said, Grammy, when I'm rich and famous, I'm buying you that new house. <laughs> and she still brings it up to this day. Really? Yeah, yeah. To this day. <laughs> but no, there was, never, there was never any of that kind of pressure. And I'm so mm-hmm. blessed to have that because a lot of these kids I see like, I see it a lot in the States. I don't, uh, there's just more coverage of this stuff in the States, but mm-hmm. I see a lot of these football families and hockey families. They're so into their kids making it to the big yes. times. Yes. They put so much pressure on them to, to be great and to 
be a professional and whatever. And it just drives them just to crazy places. Yes. And I'm so blessed that 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 was never the case for me. Yeah. Yeah. Let me shift gears a little bit because the intro to our podcast here and uh, you'll recognize this uh, if you're a regular listener. Um, We kind of exist to um, help those who are recovering from religion. Right. find true faith in the creator yeah do, do you mind if i ask you a little bit of where, where you are in that Please journey do. because i i really want to talk I, to you about I, it i know that you you were brought up in in a christian home mm-hmm. um on both sides of i mean your your grandfather is my father is in yeah. full-time ministry has been pretty much all of your life yeah absolutely all my life yeah um <laughs> And I know your grandparents on on the on your other side, very very uh, very faithful. very de- very devoted Christ followers as well. Yeah, and you lost your granddad a few years ago. Yeah. Um, where 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 do you fall on that journey? Where where you where were you? Where do you find yourself now? And and what are you looking forward to in right. the future? I, I'm really excited to talk about this. Um. So yeah, like you said, I was I was raised. In, in two Christian households, I was raised because a lot of my childhood was spent with my grandfather and my grandmother on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather at the time was the president of the Gideons. So we'd travel to Newfoundland and Ontario and all these different places going to these conventions. Mm. And they always, it was really only my grandparents that instilled the values of, you know, follow God and all of this different stuff. It was really only them. My parents weren't too heavy, heavy into it, really. Mm-hmm. Like mom, mom and Matt and, and my dad were never, were never pushing that on me. But anytime Christmas would come around or holidays or when I'd spend time with my grandparents, that was the main focus. We were going to church on Sundays and we were, you know, we were praying at night up until I was a certain age. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we were living our life the way Christians should live their life, you know, by mm-hmm. the values of, of following God and the way that, you know, he wants you to live and correct me if I'm wrong at any point, because I'm also not an expert in this at all. I'm not going to, well, please do. I'm not going to correct you. My lingo is not up to par with this podcast at all. You're fine. Good. (laughs) Um, but be open. Yeah, no, but where I was, was, yeah, I would pray and I would, I would pray at night. I'd pray for my family. I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really pray for, well, when I was younger, I prayed more just for my family. I'd say mm-hmm. my little prayer for my family, whatever. And and I just never felt like I was really into it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I just always felt like I was doing it because that's probably what I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. Or felt like I was doing it because that would make my grandparents happy. But then it started to kind of, as I got older, be like, okay, now let's start to really think. Well, let's really start to think about. God and your faith and religion and all this different stuff. And, and where I come from in Fredericton, New Brunswick, who I surrounded myself with was the polar opposite of religious. Right. It was guys who never were brought up like that. They don't really understand, you know, kind of where you're coming from when you talk about it. They were always just kind of on the far left and were like, no, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of this. It's a bunch of that. And in the back of my mind, I was always like, yeah, maybe I'll just pretend like I don't want to be faithful to God around them. 
But in the back of my mind, I was always like, but maybe I do want that. You maybe. know what you know what you know. I know what I know. Right. I know yeah. what I know. And if I don't know, then how then, you know, how can I how can I completely close myself off to this? Mm-hmm. And I was always so kind of like open to it, but also like, mm, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've started to think about like, especially in the, in the, in the last couple months and even last year, I've started to think of like, maybe I was wrong about mm-hmm. a lot of things. Maybe I was questioning things for no reason. Maybe I was searching for more in my own life through the wrong avenues. I was never trying to connect with a, a higher spiritual power or higher mental or emotional power to kind of take me to that next step in life. And I think recently, I don't even know if this makes any sense, but this is kind of just what I'm thinking. But recently I've started to think like, cause I've always questioned it with science. I've always been like, yeah, but the science, like there's no proof, like all that stuff that everyone mm-hmm. says, but like maybe the proof to me is already here. Mm-hmm. Like maybe my life and where I'm going and where I've been and what I've come through. And you know, maybe that's all, maybe it's all here in, in me, not just mm-hmm. like I need God to show up and do this for me. Right. Because that's what I would pray for. I'd pray for like my family and then I'd pray for like something selfish. Like I'd right. <laughs> pl- pray for something, but I would never pray for like, or I'd never like connect on a level where it was like, guide me, you right. know, like show yes, me yeah. what, like show me how to get to you. Right. It was always like, just, you know, just asking for things, yeah. you know, selfishly. And I think it was never genie. You had a genie. genie it, abs- that's yeah. the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, yeah, it was really me just asking for things <laughs> and me never being like, okay, well maybe there's actually more to this and maybe I need to, Maybe I need to open myself up to that side of it to, you know, propel myself as a man. Right. And I think it's actually crazy. I, I, I think I mentioned timing is everything a little bit, a little bit, um, a little bit ago, but this super special person came into my life recently mm-hmm. at a time very recently, last two, three weeks at a, at a time when I completely was closed off to relationships and to God and to all this stuff. And Mm. she's a very religious girl. Mm -hmm. She holds her values very strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's teaching me a lot. She's teaching me a lot about go with it. You know, Mm -hmm. don't close yourself off to it. Don't question it. Don't, don't try and avoid it. Mm -hmm. Just let it happen. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're still thinking about God and your religion and, all of this, like go with it and see where it takes you. Right. You know? And I think that's kind of where I'm at now is like, I'm just kind of opening myself up and like freeing my, and it sounds crazy because it'll sound crazy to my friends. It won't sound crazy to you Mm -hmm. and to the viewers, but no, no to, to people that are close to me, like I never opened up about any of this stuff to them. I was always like, yeah, I believe you guys like science, 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 whatever, (laughs) like whatever I was already taught, not what I tried to figure out for myself. Right. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like accepting what's happening, open to what's next, open to 
God and all of this. Yeah. So because yeah. it because it is a journey, right? Too yeah. like it's, totally. and, and that's one of the things. I mean, Sam and I talk about this often on on the podcast. You know, I'm I'm different than what I was. You know. 25 30 years ago now as far as my beliefs go i i i haven't moved far i call myself somewhat jokingly a recovering baptist Mm. but but my beliefs don't haven't moved far from from how i was brought up i'm I'm still very what we would say um still very orthodox in my belief very foundational fundamental uh belief um the, the way I practice that, um, you know, perhaps has changed and, and uh, you know, people looking at my life and the church I lead um, might see something quite a bit different than the way I was brought up, but mm. still not really. It's yeah. just kind of... The these foundation's are, these, still there. These are the window dressings, right? right. It's just, it's it's inconsequential to 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 the belief. Right. But we do, we, we, we change and we reform and, right. and we can do that and, and discover so much about ourselves and about God and how he wants us to relate to him. Right. And, and I would encourage you that way is that, you know, this story that we're in is his story. Right. Right. And I see that in you. Mm. I see his story in you. Mm. That's super so, special to hear. So often we try to we try to put ourselves we try to put ourselves as the main character in in our story. Right. But really if we if we shift that and say, no, God is the main character and you know, I, I can I can totally look at your life and, and the you know, all of the things you've been through because it hasn't all been easy, Daniel. Never. Never easy. And I, I know that and I know you've had you've had difficult times as well. But I see God's blessing. You mentioned the right. blessings of God. Yeah. You know, and where he brought you and what he gave you and the talents that he gave you right. and so on. It's just, uh, you know, it, it can be it can be um, somewhat overwhelming to, For sure. to experience in that. I know that's probably what you're starting, what you're starting to realize now. Yeah. No, 100%. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, that's exactly, it's not exactly what you said. Like, but, I, but then again, I'm also at the, at the point still where I'm like, I always say this to myself and I'm going to say it here. Mm-hmm. Is it God? Mm-hmm. Is it God that gave me all of these things? Is it God that's put me through the hardships to grow me as a person? Mm-hmm. Is it God that, you know, is it God mm-hmm. or is it like, I just think it's so hard for me sometimes to wrap my mind around mm-hmm. only because I think I'm just still, still so naive and still so young to the idea of all this. Like mm-hmm. I'm still just en- basically just entering the world. Right. Like I'm like, I, I would like this. I would still say that I was a 16 year old mind up until March. Right. Like okay. on yeah. like honest yeah, to God, yeah. I honestly would say that I was a 16 year old mind. Like I only mm. thought of, you know, partying, hanging out with my friends, having fun, doing things. I never thought about the real world. I never sure. thought about, what else there could be and why things happen and all of these whys and and I just feel like I still don't know Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely more open and willing to let it find me Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. than to me just being like no yeah can't be can't be that yeah listen to what everyone else says yeah now I'm just kind of like 
Let's find out. Yeah. You know, let's, that's fi- a, let's that's figure a, it out. That's a great spot to be. I think so. Great spot to be. Yeah. God can work with that. Yeah, I it, hope so. Yeah. I hope so. God I hope he work. can help me out. God can work with that. Yeah. And uh, wherever you wherever you land and whatever, you know, decisions you make and um you know, he can he can work with that. I have no doubt. And I don't need to I I don't need to be the one now I'm taking my, you know, podcaster host uh, hat off and putting on my my uncle hat yes, who, sir. who loves you and feels somewhat responsible for you. Yes, sir. But I don't need I don't need to manipulate that for you. Like I don't yeah. need to force that in yeah. you. And and I need to be able to just trust God that you know he he's going to pursue you like right. he like I know he is. Right. You may not realize that now right. yet. Um but he's going to pursue you and he's going he's going to continue to call you to him. Mm. Right? And so I can I can be somewhat hands off in that. Yeah, and and I think that's I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing to not push someone like me towards this. Not saying that you have, not saying mm-hmm. anyone else has. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a I think it's a good spot that I'm in to where now I can really really figure it out and mm-hmm. I can really see signs and I can really see the blessings and really experience them and not just be like just closed off to it. And, and I think that in a way it's also great that you take that stance because it's also a guidance stance. It's also mm-hmm. a, well, if you don't really know, I'm also here for you and I can also, yes. yeah. I can also help you. Like I yeah. can also, whether you swing one way or the other, whether it's, you know, you really don't think that it's actually God doing all these things for you or whether you really do, I can, mm-hmm. I can help you in that way. And I think that's really, really special thing that you're able to do, especially mm-hmm. now in my life where I'm at the point where I'm open to it and not just a 16 year old kid. You're like slowing down a bit. My yeah, goodness. I've slowing never, down a bit. You were just like a blur. For yeah, I honestly, I feel like it too. 20 plus years. Was Literally. Just, yeah. A blur. You were so fast. Yeah. <laughs> on and off the field. <laughs> on and folks. off the field. Yeah, I was fast. <laughs> let's let's finish let's finish up with this and, and we never really we never really followed up with it. And um there's been something we need to talk about and I've been meaning to do it. No better time to do it than the podcast. The podcast with, with you know, people listening. Um we had an interaction this summer mm. and we were let me just set it up do you mind no i let's absolutely it, would let, love let's to set talk it up this. for people a little bit because uh we were over spare no details we, we we were at uh having a bit of a family reunion my brother and his wife went home with the kids we were all at your mom's house we were outside and enjoying uh it was probably a july yeah july evening yeah july under evening, the stars outside under the stars um in in Matt's pergola that he built. So proud of that Beautiful. pergola. Yeah, yeah, he did a nice job. Oh, a very nice job. And we enjoyed it. Hats off to you. Um you came walking through the 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 group and and I said something to you. And and let me be let me be honest. It it came out of me so quickly. And with without without even a thought, and I, I think I was even on my phone. Like I wasn't even. Yeah, it was a little bit of distraction. It was a. It was such an off comment. Right. But your reaction to it, and 
your mother's reaction to it, really everyone's reaction to it. I got I got crap from my wife. Really? Oh yeah. Because she took your side too. She was she was going yeah. at me. Not not afterwards. Oh, she wasn't. Oh no. Oh no. And Daniel, I, I I need to apologize to you because it it was it was a a, a flippant comment that was made with no. There certainly wasn't no ill in, ill intent. Right. Um, but it, it, and whether it was true or not, it needed a better setup than me just saying it. Maybe. <laughs> right? Yeah. It needed a better setup. Do you remember what it was I said? It was. How, what, the, okay, what, the, did you, what did you hear in to your clear head? The, to clear this up, I also sincerely apologize. I really accept, like, I love your apology. I completely accept it because <laughs> I was also 90% in the wrong because I took that comment. I, I believe you said something. This is the way I heard it. I, I, I'll never be able to say exactly the way you said it. But the way I heard it was, I need to find God now in my life because I am going down a path that is continuing, continually failing him is the way I got it. That's, that's close. I, got, I took it as, and I took it way too personal. I don't know what was right. going on. Yes. I don't know I what know. was happening. But I took it way too personal and I was like, you think I'm failing? Like, you don't even know me. Like, that kind of, <laughs> like, I took that kind of stance and I was, and now that I think about it, because I think about that all the time, I think it was, it was so poorly judged on my part because all that I think you were trying to say is that, actually, let, let me, t let me ask you what you were trying to say before I put words <laughs> right, in your mouth. Exactly. This is, this is the gist and almost, I think it's almost word for word what I said. You have, you have failed to honor God exactly. in almost every area of your life. That's exactly what you said. To fail to glorify God right. is, 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 is what you said. not honor, glorify. glorify. You have failed to glorify God in almost area, in every area of your life. Right. <laughs> and, and Daniel, again... It may have been a true statement when, when we look deeper, and it certainly wasn't, it, it wasn't a, a slight on you. Right. Although, no. listening to it... Could be. It sounds like, like pretty... It depends it was on how pretty, you take it. It was pretty harsh. It just depends on how you take it. And your, your mom thought... Oh, I she mean, lost I, it. I, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to repair my relationship with <laughs> my sister, let alone my wife, let alone you. Right. Um. But as you and I kind of unpacked it a little bit, and Matt was there to help, right? Right, and we come to understand that what I meant was all of us, right? All of us. I remember. Right. That. Yeah. If we were take were to take a, a a look over the if I was to take a look over my the last week of my life, right? Right. To to give glory to God. Right. And, and all that is, is, is reflecting when we glorify God, we reflect him back to the world. Mm. Right. So to give him, mm. to give glory to God for the things that we've done, very often we fail to do that. Mm. Right. And even as, a, especially as a young person, right, it's so easy for a young person to just go through life, mm. right. Having all of these, these successes, all of these milestones. Mm. I mean, you think of the things that have happened, the great things that have happened in your life, you mm -hmm. know, going back to, you know, 
a, a significant win on the soccer field mm. to getting your license to mm. getting the you know the Everything. girlfriend and the first kiss and right. all of these wonderful milestones Absolutely. that we have as young people and to fail to give glory to God for those mm-hmm. you know but I, I just wanted to say it come off it come off hurtful and and I didn't mean it to be that way and I know we never really followed up after I'm glad we are after now. that talk um but I certainly didn't mean, you know, and, and I think and we kind of, I don't take it that way now. We kind of time hashed, I did kind of good. hundred yes. yeah. percent. No, I, d- I will never take it that way now because right. you only, you only said what you said with the best in- intent. Yes. And I never, I never clued in the whole conversation. It was like a 30 minute, 40 minute conversation. Mm-hmm. I never clued in that you meant in the end. Yeah. But we all fail. Right. But we all aren't doing perfect. Right. And I just took it as, okay, I'm failing, but you don't know me mm-hmm. that well. Obviously, you're my uncle, yeah, right? But like you, really? you know me, but yep. but I don't even know myself at that point. And that's what I said yes. to you. I think I said that I you don't did, even... You did. You kept I, saying that. I think yeah. I said that. I think yeah. I said, like, I don't know myself enough to to even determine how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously... No one's perfect in glorifying God. I think you you yeah. can say that that's probably true. Yes, but I but in the sense of glorifying God, had I ever done it to that point, probably not. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. So you were one hundred percent legitimate in saying that. Yeah, and I I just don't think I was at the point then where I could wrap my mind around living my life glorifying God and I still probably can't because mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure where I'm at yet. And that's where I have some growth to do. Yeah. But I just took it in the complete wrong way. I took it as I'm failing in my school and my sport and my, re- in my family and my relationships. And I took it all the negative ways right. when really all you were trying to say is that you, you think that I should. And glorifying God is something like whether you believe in God or not, you, mm-hmm. sh- you everyone on planet Earth should quote glorify God. Yes, because the values that I believe are in the Bible and that you're taught through the church yes. are: be a good person, be a good husband, <laughs> yes. be a good yeah. father. It's all things that, as right. human beings, we need to do. Yeah, right. So I think, I think now looking back on it, like. 100% I was failing 100% in all those areas I was failing and now when I look at it I'm like well it doesn't have to be because of my faith to God mm-hmm. it just really for now and going forward just has to be be a good person mm-hmm. be good in how, how can I even explain this like just live your life the way God should, the, the way God wants you to live, mm-hmm. whether you believe in him or not, because the values that they, that the church instills and that God instills in you is basic human, mm-hmm. basic human values, right? Mm-hmm. Be a good person, mm-hmm. be a good this, be a good that, like be good to people, be good to yourself. And mm-hmm. at least, they, just, at least they should be, at least they should. Yeah. Right. And obviously no, that not everyone's perfect and whatever, but. Yeah, I just think that I just took it the complete opposite way. And looking back on it, it was probably one of the most significant things that any member of my family has ever said to me, probably. <laughs> like, I'm serious. And and I got talking about this <clears throat> special person that came into my life recently. And and that's what she's been teaching mm-hmm. me, too. Like, she she completely is 
open to if I'm not on that side of believing in God and she's also completely, you know, if I'm, if I'm there, Mm. but regardless, she just believes you should just be a good person and live the way you should through God in a sense. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's just, that's the, that's the thing that I have to take away from that. And yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, I think that's it. Well, good, man. I, I want to, I want to just, you know, confirm and affirm that, you know, we're good. We're good. (laughs) And, and I got your back. Thank you. Um, with whatever you need, it just doesn't have to be, that means so much spiritual guidance or whatever, but I'm here for you for that. And, and you got, listen, and this is, this is what I, you know, I shared that night too with, I get like that too, when family's around, like I, and and this is this a is little preachy, the, yeah, a little preachy because. But that's who you are. It's no, also but, who you are. But this is I see the I see the the I, I think in terms of lineage, mm. it, it might come from my my jujitsu background, right? <laughs> like it ma- it matters who the father of jujitsu was. Yeah, it matter who you who your black belt. Um, who you got your black belt from right. or who your black belt is, who your professor who's teaching you mm-hmm. like, and you and I both, we have a spiritual lineage. One of the reasons why we called the podcast, the Shannonman podcast is because you may not realize this, but your great, great grandfather came back to faith in Christ. He was away from God, came back to faith in God and, and brought his family back to church because of the wow. because of the ministry of the Shantyman who traveled up into the wood woods camps, he learned about them and yeah, the, wow. the, these Shantymen were traveling into the woods camps. They'd pack their pack and and travel miles into the woods camps wow. and uh, and and to encourage these men who were away from their families for months on month on end yeah. to spiritually lead their families. Wow. And so um, you know John, who who was my great great grandfather, your great great, and then even your great great grandfather. Yeah. Um, took their families back to church because okay. of the ministry of the Shannon. So that's your lineage. Right. It's right? from the roots. From the roots. It's from and, the roots. And if you're looking to dig down deep yeah. and, and to find some some foundation and some rootage, right. if that's even a word. Rootage. Rootage. It is now. It is now. <laughs> Shantyman Podcast. Dictionary Shantyman Podcast. coming soon. Right. So that's that's what you have. And I, right. I suspect it's probably on both sides of your family. 100%. Yeah. I mean, we don't even, we don't even really have to... We don't have to guess about that. We don't that. have to guess about that. Yeah. Like, geez. Yeah, my my grandmother, my grandfather, my dad's side, that that was that's them too. Yes. You know? Yeah. My grandmother still goes to church every Sunday, hopes that I'll show up one day and go with her and text me every Sunday <laughs> yes. kind yeah, of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So that's how I that's how I was grown that's how I was raised. And mm-hmm. and even though it wasn't in my immediate family, as in my mother and my father and my stepfather, it was it was always in my roots. It was always in yeah. my grandparents and my un- uncles and aunts and, and all of this. And as I, as I'm learning more and as I'm connecting more with my family and it's actually pretty crazy, I've connected with my, one of my first cousins on my dad's side after 15 years of not knowing him Wow. really. Wow. And he's been teaching me so much about just life and mm-hmm. all of these things. And he just always says to just, you know, just, Go with what you go with what you feel and be open to everything and you know go back to your roots and all mm. of this different stuff. So nice. Yeah, I think it's so powerful. Well, you got a lot of people in your corner and um, yeah, you. if you're if you're listening and uh, you know maybe you've connected a bit with with some of Daniel's uh, story here as he um, shared his journey. Uh, reach out to us if you have any questions, comments, uh, 
please do. I'll, I'll get you in contact with Daniel if you want to figure out how to uh, how to make it in the soccer game. Yes, sir. You got to start when you're five. You got to start young, and you got to be damn good looking. That's right. You got to be damn good looking. <laughs> That's his secret. <laughs> <laughs> That's his secret right yeah. there. Well, good. It was good to be with you today, and, and uh, yeah. so glad you listened in. It was a good conversation. Uh, Daniel, let's do it again. Uh, and I, tomorrow. I think, there's, I think there's more to talk about. Please, here. yes, there is. And, and can't wait. if if not, uh, you know, for for even just a follow up, yeah. you know, on on where you where you going? For and sure. We're kind of. I can't wait to do it. We're kind of interested in who this girl is too. Yes, sir. I haven't heard tell yet. Yeah, I won't. I don't want to jinx it. I won't name any names yet. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, she's special. All right. Thank Very you. good to be with you. Take care. Blessing. Blessing.